0: Everyone to my mic is there. We go. Welcome everyone to the Absolute Geek Podcast. My name is Matt. I'm Kyle. I'm Brian. And I'm Max. Welcome, 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 everyone. How's it going, guys? Up, brother? How's it going? How's it going? Another wonderful week. It is. oh <sighs> Kyle, I'm,
1: I'm exhausted today, man. It was a, It's been a. Rough, rough week.
2: So, it really uh,
1: is. yeah,
2: yeah, it's one of those trying weeks where you're just like, <sighs>
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, uh, I, I lost a really good friend, um, this last, uh, this last week. Um, uh, our, our good friend Ryan Charlie goes by Don Rizze, uh, who was a cameraman on the podcast and a really good friend of me and Keith's um for a long time got hit head on collision by a a kid out you know doing the whole fast and furious thing completely sober 18 year old kid just going 100 miles over 100 miles miles an hour you know on a one of those racing streets and this poor guy was on his way home and just wrong place wrong time that was over here in Litchfield Park, right? Yep. Yeah, Litchfield, in, in between Bethany and what? Uh, Camelback? Is that sound right?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: So, um, yeah, man, it was. It's sad, and and you know, it really goes to sh- you know, say you just don't know when it, you know it's, when it's your time. It's your time, and poor this poor guy. He was in a car accident like oh, 10 days before this, got hit by another person head on. He, you know, out, survived that one, you know, and told it his, his vehicle. And 10 days later, he's driving his brother's, you know, he had to borrow his brother's car. So he's driving home from work and he hit again, man.
2: So like I was telling you the other day or the other day when we were talking about it is hundred miles an hour in a car, man, that's, I get it. Like when you start getting to like 85, 90, you start get. I mean, I personally start getting a little nervous. Yeah. You need that hundred markets. That's fast. Like, yeah. To be going in something that's and heavy and aluminum and with, it's hot and with parts in it. I don't know. It's just, it's.
1: A really interesting thing though happened. And this is kind of one of the reasons I, I brought it up so early in this podcast is um, something really interesting happened in, you know, the, when it happened, I got a call early in the morning from Keith and, you know, he's telling me and it's just it was just shitty. And um, he next like 10, 15 minutes after he, he tells me about it, I get a text from him and it's a news article and it's got a picture of the kid's mugshot and it explains what happened. And kid was 18 years old and uh, they did they did, you know, drug checks on him. He was completely sober he was. He admitted to going over 100 miles an hour. He had three other kids in the car. They all survived. But you know, when when Keith and uh, Oompa saw that, they were really pissed, and they were like, you know, we're gonna find this kid, and you know, we're gonna you know talk, you know find him on Facebook, and da da da. And I'm like, you know, we're just kind of talking about like that. That guy is going through enough, man. You don't have to do anything to that kid. Like that kid's life is. I mean, yeah, it's not over, but that kid's going to go through enough guilt that you don't have to do anything else. And they were like, you know what, you're right. And that's like one of the things about being an adult, you know, those situations. And it's kind of weird how they happen like that. So a uh, big, uh, big shout out to, um, you know, Ryan's family and uh, his brother and his friends. And uh, there's going to be a service this weekend and, um, out in Litchfield Park. And they uh, they had a fun a GoFundMe page for them and it got completely uh, fulfilled and then some so that was pretty cool and yeah I I hear that that road though Matt you know you living out in that area you'll probably know I hear that road is just notorious for kids just racing up and down it you know drag racing up and down it
0: yeah straight so, shots. yeah yeah I mean they even do people even do it down art all the time it's it's people are crazy man.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, you know, when you're that age, even like how many things, stupid things do we do where we feel invincible that age, not only do we feel invincible, we feel like we're not going
0: to cause any harm to anybody else. So, um, well, the sad yeah. fact of the matter is that kids probably, life is probably over because they're probably going to charge him with vehicular manslaughter. So he's going to do quite a stint in jail probably. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. And that's
3: all. Awesome. So,
1: Yeah, so, you know, yeah, just, you know, make sure you guys, you know, realize, I mean, we all realize how how, mortal we are in situations like this, but, you know, kind of take a second just to think about the people you care about and how fast it can, it can change. So, and on that note, let's get into some more uh, happy conversation.
0: Hmm.
3: Anybody have anything else interesting? Uh, well, I just in- I just want to say that I feel like a curse. And I don't know if I should come on your show again. Because the last time I was on, Brian had a fear of, like, cancer in his butt. <laughs> 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 and now this time his friend died. So next time, you might have lost a limb. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. You got to love it, man. Uh. As far as, as far as my week, it was busy, but I, I, I work in the financial industry, so I had Monday off. It's always nice to have a four day week, so it was it was decent for me. Those seem like, like the longest, like so. Sometimes, sometimes for me, it can get longer, but that's just because my boss is kind of cool, and he's like, "Look, if we have a, a three day weekend like that, and you want to do ten hour days the other four days, you don't have to use any of your like holiday time that the company gives you." So. They are longer because I end up working 10 hours a day, but then I don't have to use any time and I can use it for something else later. But I That's still cool. like it.
2: I try to look at it as a three-day weekend instead of a four-day work
3: week. Absolutely. <laughs> I love three-day weekends, man. I spent all day Monday just watching Lock and Key with my wife. It was freaking great. I. What did you think of that? I loved it. I thought it was, I thought it was a lot of fun.
2: I, I mean, thought... There, overall uh i thought overall like i was unsure and i was not like the first episode was kind of slow but once they got to the end the last like two episodes and everything started kind of coming together and wrapping up overall it became a really good show
3: yeah i agree the first episode was kind of slow i was sitting there watching it with my wife and i'm thinking this isn't very exciting i don't know if and then at the end of the episode things start to happen and it mm-hmm. got it got a lot better and it was very interesting. I I had a good time with it. It was it was a good time. I mean, I thought there were some cool
2: concepts in it, like the concept of like, you know, when, when she took her fear and she took it out and
3: buried it. Yeah, that was that was kind of cool. Like Although I, there were a lot of things that were predictable in the show though. I think cool turn it turned into would you my life. For real, though? If you could take your fear and just like If you could go
2: into your mind and be able to take something out, like how cool would that be? Like that one thing, you know, that actually truly hinders
3: you. Yeah. I liked when he added stuff. I was thinking, man, how could I use that? Like he like grabbed books and threw them inside. And like, he just all of a sudden knew all these random facts. I'm like, that would be useful. Just take your boxes, of comics, and you just chuck them into your brain. There you go. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I thought I thought the ending was kind of predictable with with who they threw in the door. Like I kind of yeah kind of saw that coming. But see, I had the opposite effect. I thought that the first half of this show was good. And like the last two episodes were, were where it got still for me.
3: But the last two episodes, they made a lot of stupid decisions. A lot. I kept lo- turning to my wife, like, why did they do that? What the heck? Why did they do that? Why? They just, oh my gosh. It's just dumb decision after dumb decision. I still enjoyed it, though.
0: I like how she comes back and uses her fear later on to to help them out when, they've, when they're when they being held at gunpoint by the, the dude
3: who killed their dad. That was cool.
2: It's a good idea, though.
3: It is. Solid yeah, I saw, I saw that coming, too. I was like, I know she's going to... I agree. I did, too. It, it was a very predictable show. And I didn't dislike that about it. It was just like one of those times where I'm like, this is going to happen. And then it did. And I'm not usually that guy. I'm not usually the guy that's turning to the person next to me in the movie saying, I bet such and such is going to happen. I bet, you know, the the Scooby-Doo villain's going to take their mask off at the end or whatever. (laughs) You know, I'm not usually that guy. But in this show, I just every time I just kind of knew what was going to happen.
0: You you mean you're not that guy that's like, huh? Uh, This guy over here, this is what this is going to happen. All right. High five when you call it. That's not that's not that that's is not mine, me.
3: Huh? I'm the guy that goes to the movies by myself all the time because I got tired of people like Lance constantly talking to me through the whole thing. Oh. Like shut up, Lance I'm watching a, a movie. Lance is a talker, huh? <laughs> a lot of my friends are. One of my other good friends, we had him on the show, uh Ben came on the show for Star Wars talk and he's the same way when we go to movies together. Not as bad as Lance, but he'll turn to me and like like even just little things like i just don't want to be talked to he'll just turn to me and say that was really cool wasn't it yes it was now watch the movie (laughs) the screen is that way like when when lance and i went and saw john wick 3 there's a bunch of badass scenes in that movie but i'm like you don't need to tell me it was badass i saw it we can talk about it after
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm bad about that i'm always like
3: watch you know, like, I always, like, yeah, I am watching asshole in my, in my home. I don't care if like I'm watching a movie in the comfort of my home with my wife or even with friends, whatever. It's when I'm in the theater. I think part of it is that I don't want to disturb other people around mm-hmm. me. Maybe. I, I don't know.
0: Yeah. You're watching a, uh, you're watching another show that you wanted to talk about, aren't you, Cal?
3: What's
2: that? Oh, Avenue five. Yeah. Oh, I mean, really? That's. If you guys aren't watching it or you haven't watched it yet, it's a very I mean it's a very good show. It's it's worth taking a taking a chance on. Have you gotten to see it yet, Max? No,
3: what is it? I've never heard of it.
2: So the premise of the show is it's like it's like a cruise ship but it's in space and so it's oh, taking Oh yeah. Yeah. And what happens is is you know Kind of how that most shows, something has to happen for everything to get kicked into gear. There was like a malfunction on the ship. And when it malfunctioned, other stuff happens that's actually funny, but it sends it off course by like 11 degrees. And when they did the math, they found out it's going to take three years longer to get back than it was supposed to. Oh, wow. So now it's all these people that are just stuck on this huge, huge like ocean liner type of ship. And it's like, you know, like the captain's not really a captain, but he's just kind of playing the part because he looks good. And, and they hired like uh, everybody that looks like they're helping fly the ship and stuff is like, they're just, they're just, they're just, yeah. There's like five or six people that are underneath the deck that are actually like flying the ship. And it's just all these weird little things that are always going on. Like, the guy who's the real captain of the ship ended up dying.
1: And the captain of the ship is uh, the guy that played House. Yes.
3: The real captain or the one pretending to be captain? Pretending. Pretending.
2: You, Laurie.
1: Yeah, you, Laurie. I like the kid, too, from um, uh, Silicon Valley. Yes.
2: The
1: the kid that's like the... um, guy that goes around and gives free things and stuff or whatever
2: and he's a funny guy on the show because he's not good at his job like he doesn't know what to say he's like a concierge yeah that's,
1: and he that's doesn't it, yeah.
2: he, he doesn't know how to uh like calm people and soothe people like he says the the opposite wrong thing that you're supposed to be saying and then like you know like when the when the real captain that was actually like he was one of the engineers died you know they they put him in this coffin and and this is spoiler alerts so i'm not going to spoil too much but i just i just found this part absolutely just hilarious was so they put him in a coffin and they shot him out in the space you know goodbye farewell but the ship is so big that it actually has its own po- gravitational pull so the coffin got stuck orbiting <laughs> the ship oh wow so so, you know and then like so as you're sitting there like it's kind of cool because you're sitting there there's something going on and in the window you'll just see this coffin come by
3: (laughs) (laughs) does it do they play that joke throughout the whole series or is it just like one in one episode no it's in a
2: few episodes
3: that's awesome
2: yeah like i love running gags i i personally do too because it's just it makes me connect and it's you know it's it's funny and it's something that little that happens during the show.
3: Well, it's like a reward for watching the show. It's like, yes. it's like an inside joke that you'll only get if you watched other episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that kind of stuff. It's so mm-hmm. much fun. I mean, I don't really watch family guy anymore, but it's like the chicken.
2: The yes.
3: chicken like, will just show up all the time. And it's just this running gag throughout the show of Peter fighting the big chicken.
2: Um, yeah. I think, I, I think that's a lot of fun Yeah. and it's, you know, and like, you know, Hugh Laurie is, um, English. So in the beginning of the show, he's talking like an American, because and then all of a sudden, when everything kind of goes awry, his English accent comes out. Everybody's like, "You're English." He's like, "People trust Americans more." <laughs> That's why he, uh, he put on like the, it's just it's just those little things that are funny. And then he's got you know he's going through the rest of the show, and he can't he he's got to remember who he's always speaking English to, and then who he's always who he's speaking Queen's English to. Nice. So sometimes I start talking to somebody. He's like, "Oh, I mean, you need to. You hear me like this, you know?" And he goes back to his his English voice, and it's it's just little things like that that continuously go through. And then you know, some of them they don't even really do the joke, but the joke happens. You know what I yeah. mean? Like when he's bouncing back and forth, you know what's going on, and you know they don't have to say it, but they're doing it, and it's still funny. It just I I think it's a it's a creative show. I
1: got, it. I got. I well. got it.
2: I got into something
1: kind of crazy this weekend. Um, Jack Black has a YouTube channel. Uh, Have you guys seen this at all? His gaming channel? Yeah, Jablonski Gaming. Yeah. It is some of the funniest, most like. You can tell, like, Jack Black never turns it off. Like, I don't know how anybody can hang around that guy because he is. Jack Black, hundred percent of the time, you know, just going. But he is so funny in small doses, and he has this YouTube ch- show where he he's like going on tour and he just shows him, you know, doing his day to day life. And dude, he is freaking funny, man.
0: Really freaking funny. Has he actually ever played a video game on there yet?
1: Oh yeah, he okay. he plays. Uh, he'll play stuff. He played um, uh, one the other day. I saw, or the other day I saw where he played one. Uh, where you are like chopping food, and you have to feed it to a demon? What? Yeah. So you playing weird stuff? Yeah, weird shit, man. Okay. So,
2: Did you playing like computer games, or is it like console? It was console.
1: Yeah, okay. it was console. It's Burger t- Cook Time or something like that. It's like a a party game where you have to work with your your partner to make plates of food. And oh, no, I've heard of this. Yeah,
3: it's very popular. I cannot very popular. Yeah.
1: cook time or i don't know but anyways that uh, channel is so funny and he's always uh he's always calling out like ninja and you know he's like i'm I'm coming for you man and like at first i didn't even i thought it was all like an inside joke that he never even plays a game but uh it's pretty cool man he he goes to his house and in one of the rooms he's got he's into trains him and his kids are into um like uh model trains and he's got a model train track that's hanging from the ceiling it's pretty dope and he you know him and his kids just watch it you know play with this train and anyways it was uh it's a really cool show it's fucking funny
2: so what is the joke with
1: ninja he he keeps on saying that he's gonna like th- this is uh, what he's doing is training to beat ninja in a game and so it's like a, a running, a running gag.
3: That's that's a, it's a funny gag because ninjas not even that good. <laughs> so it's entertaining. Yeah, like yeah, that's funny. That well, dude, you know, that dude got his start on
1: the uh, MLG Halo circuit back in the day. Oh, did he? Uh, yeah, my uh, my best my friend, who's also the podcast co-host, uh, used to play. You know, in the in the same tournaments, and he's like, dude, that guy was just a major douchebag back in the day. And I'm like, yes, eh, look, it looks like he's still kind of a douchebag.
2: What, what? Jack Black or the Ninja guy? Ninja. Oh, uh, so yeah. Ninja is another YouTube person? Yeah,
1: he's a gamer. He's like he's a like streamer. He's, like he's the, yeah, the he's biggest streamer in the
3: world. Yeah, He makes yeah. millions every year. Like he's. Oh. Yeah, he, he's he's actually a pretty smart guy in what he's doing because my understanding is he's trying to basically do this for another like five or so years and then he's just going to retire with his wife. Like He's just like, I'm going to go hard at this video game streaming thing, make millions of dollars, and then for the next 40 years of my life, I'm going to live off of my millions and millions of dollars. I'm Forty- like, How, power to you, man. I can't Fortnite, even. Fortnite, Fortnite, Fortnite. Hey, man. Hey, whatever does it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he puts in he puts in days, man. It's crazy. But uh, props to streamers. Speaking of Ninja, though,
0: uh, I kind of wanted to, something came out about him. I'm going to talk to you guys about and see what how you guys felt about it. He's kind of in a controversy right now, a little bit of hot water for for saying that the phrase "it's just a game" and saying "it's just a game" is a weak mindset. He said the phrase "it's just a game" is such a weak mindset. Uh, you are okay with what happens, losing it, uh, imperfection of a craft. When you stop getting angry after losing, you've lost twice. So, so do you guys think that that's that's the case? That just saying it's just a game instead of getting upset and raging out after you
3: lose is. is gonna- I think, I think it depends on your intent. Like, if your intent is to have fun. Then, yeah, it's just a game. At least that's my personality. Yeah, that's how I have too. Like, I don't get me wrong, I rage quit sometimes. I'm a gamer, it's my favorite hobby. And when I play Halo and I get rage rage rage. quitting is your favorite hobby? No, gaming. (laughs) 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 But like, when I'm playing Halo and I lose three, four matches in a row, I get pissed because that's not fun anymore. Getting killed over and over again isn't fun to me. But Mm -hmm. I don't think, I think, I think Ninja's a little off base there. It's okay to say it's just a game because it is. For the most part, for him, it's it's not to you. It's
2: just a game. Like if you play a game and you lose, oh well, it's just a game. Yeah, that's the mentality if you really don't care about it. But he, if you want to be, I could kind of see his point because if you want to take it somewhere and you want to be something,
3: then you you can't have that mindset. I agree. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying it depends on your mindset. If you're someone that wants to like. Be a competitive gamer, even if you don't want to make money at it. If your goal is to be competitive and be at the top of the leaderboards, then yeah, you probably shouldn't be saying, it's just a game. Like if you really want to be the best, yeah, you got to – rage quitting isn't good still, but you need to be competitive. You need to
4: yeah.
3: take it seriously. I don't know. You can't have the, oh, well, mindset. You got to have yeah. the in it to win it mindset. Yeah, the kill. Yeah. In for the yeah. kill. Oh. Game gaming is my hobby, and so for me, it's like, oh well, that's fine for me. But like, I'm very serious about my career. I don't do that at work. If I mess something up, it's not oh well, it's crap. What did I do wrong? How can I fix it so that I can progress in my career? You know, like, but that's that mentality. Gaming is what I do for fun, so it's just a totally different mentality for me. I mean, yeah,
0: I know, I know both sides of that. Raging when you're when you're trying to win at something and not, or you get killed by something stupid or, you know, that's, that's part of gaming. But I, I, like I I said, I could kind of see it both ways, but there's times where I'm just like, why, why get angry? Like it's not going to change anything.
3: Now let's put this into perspective though. You guys are football fans, right? Well, I know, I know Matt is Is sports, sports fans, hockey fans. Yeah. All right. So your favorite team is playing, You want them to win. They get their butts kicked. You're probably getting pissed off. So the same thing could be said. It's just a game. Because it is. It is just a game. So like I get why people get pissed off because they're invested. Because I do too. But it's just kind of funny. It's a similar mentality.
0: And I used to think about it like that too. But there's one movie that's kind of changed my thought process on it. And it's kind of funny. It's uh, Fever Pitch with Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore. So okay. he's a huge Boston Red Sox fan. If anybody's seen the movie. So he's a huge diehard Boston Red Sox fans lives and dies by the Red Sox. And there's a scene where they're in a, a bar eating and the Red Sox just lost. And like a bunch of Red Sox players come in and they're eating and yucking it up and having a good time. And like, he's pissed that they lost and the Red Sox players don't care. And it's kind of like, they're just like, it, it's a game. It's, it's a job to us. It's a game. It's, it, it you know, it's, we, we get another game tomorrow. You know, it's, there's that that mindset that to them it's it's just it's a job so it's just a game they're not necessarily as passionate about it as you are as a fan cuz to them see, they're just
3: collecting a paycheck See, and that's what's funny to me it should be the other way around the guy who's getting paid should be taking it serious
0: but to them it's just it's just like when you have a bad day at work you're like all right well i'll just do better tomorrow you know and so it's yeah you kind of just brush it off and and go about your business yeah so I don't know. I just I just thought it was interesting and wanted to get your guys' opinions on it. So.
3: But uh what's uh what's Screw Ninja. That's my opinion. <laughs> Screw that guy. Yeah. What's popping <laughs> I off until of today? You've never heard of Ninja? Mm-mm. Kyle, you're so old, dude. You're so old. But I don't play video games <laughs> at all. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Like, not even a little bit. I, I don't watch streaming, but I still know who Ninja is. Like I'm if I, too old to like streaming,
2: I feel like. <laughs> like, if I walked over into my son's room, I said, who's Ninja? He'd probably explain it from beginning to end, you know. He probably knows every little thing about him.
3: Yeah, I'm sure he would. Probably. Is he a Fortnite player? Yeah. Then he, he knows who Ninja is.
2: He said he only play. he says the game is trash but he plays never mind we've talked about this before um uh did
1: you guys get how many of you guys got uh, Batman 89 I did. I got it I got it yeah would you did you get a max no and no, I didn't what would you guys think
0: I I think it the uh, I don't I don't know it's overhyped
4: yeah, it's overhyped
0: it's overhyped nothing and it like I was going to talk about that too I was just about to ask you about the top uh, hot 10 but like do you think at some point speculation the speculation market will be the downfall of the comic industry? No. Because of things like this, like they jacked it. The, the, there was so much hype behind that book and they jacked it so far up in the price in advance to where they already went to second printings. And then it's like a cameo appearance. It's not even it's not even punchlines a first yeah, appearance. But that
1: happens. We get we get one of these every year one of these happens every year where everybody freaks out about it and just, you know, it's a book that is super hot for a week or two. And then it, you know, turns into a dollar book or cover price book, you know, in a week. Uh, I think that comic fans look for things like this. They need books like this to, to happen, you know? And, um, you know, you, you talked about the hot 10, of course, that book is this week's number one, hot 10. And, uh, it's actually on the list twice. as a Matter of fact, uh, the uh, the normal version and the air version. Air version is in a different spot, but I mean, the fervor for that for that character in that book is just. It makes me. Uh, it reminds me how ridiculous uh, speculation in comics
0: can get. Yeah, because you don't even know. Like we don't know anything about her. We don't know how long she's going to be around. It's not like. Harley Quinn, we don't know what how important of a, you remember, she's going no, to play, thing, you know. The same
1: thing happened last year. It was called Catwoman and Batman's Wedding. Yes. It happens every year,
0: man. Well, we're going to get and, two then this year because it's called Catwoman's Pregnancy.
1: And, and our, there's a really cool Art Germ cover coming out that shows that is a, a punchline full cover of her that's really badass looking. Um, that's the. Every, you know, if you, it's uh, I think a variant for number two or five, I can't remember. But um, for for those of you guys that uh, do play the spec game, that that's probably something to look into and maybe uh, try and get a copy of that variant
0: because that will sell. I thought uh, that was the variant for ninety for Batman ninety four for the next issue of Batman that comes out. Okay, maybe. Um, are, you, are you talking about the
1: archer one where yeah. she's a full body image of her yeah yeah um so yeah just keep an eye on that one but uh here, let me run, I'll run through this real quick um this is this week's um list uh the the of course he always you know puts the honorable mention list uh he has got a golden age and this is one of the greatest all-time covers of any comic book not just golden Age uh chamber of chills um this has the uh, chamber of chills 19 this is kind of like You know, inspired so many amazing, uh, you know, homages and other covers and album covers. And but uh, uh, this week, a a 0.5, not a 1.5 or 2.5, a 0.5 sold for almost two thousand dollars. Dang. A 1.8 sold for three thousand dollars. Uh, um, uh, that's higher than what a three sold for last summer. So again, you know, every week, just is just another reminder that golden age stuff is is what? just what issue up, is this?
0: Chamber of Chills nineteen. So for you people listening back on the replay on Monday, check that cover out. It's a it's a pretty cool cover. Um, definitely uh, definitely, I don't know something old school,
2: old horror-ish. school. There you go. Yeah.
0: yeah. I like it. It's cool. Um, yeah, it's one of the most
1: famous covers of all time. It's just um awesome. I think uh there, there's a band that used it too um on an album cover and I, I'm, gonna, I'm going crazy trying to think of it I can't remember. But anyways, uh, next honorable mention is Salem's Daughter, The Haunting Number 1. And um, he says, not only was a $50 sale this week for uh, this excellent art germ, so it's another badass art germ cover. That is a really nice cover right there. Um, But uh, the fact that there are no other copies listed for sale at the moment, so it's a super rare book uh, that is an art germ cover. So that's honorable mention. I'll tell you, that
3: cover has really nice um, font. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, all right let's
1: get into the list so this is a cool one <laughs> this is cobra kai the karate kid saga continues the one in ten eight bit variant that's just a cool cover uh it's a little you know uh, nintendo style eight bit eight bit gaming you know cover that where it says sweep the leg on the bottom and it's uh johnny you know trying to kick him in the nuts i guess but uh it's a pretty cool cover so it says uh, selling for close to two times ratio at 17 dollars. very few of these available so if you guys see this for especially for cover price pick it up and uh, put it for sale and make some money off of it number nine this is an interesting one this is an ash can bang number one and it uh, says, both basic, both covers are doing about $10 each, but I'm always leery of option news. The week that a book is released, especially from small publishers, the list of these failed options is much longer than the list. So this is uh, more option news. And we talk about this all the time with speculation that, you know, you get something optioned and it shoots a book, you know, a book up for 10, 20 bucks. And then, you know, it sits all in of option hell. a sudden, hell. All of
2: a sudden this is a book that everybody's, needs to get their kid
1: yeah <laughs> um this uh, here's this is kind of interesting uh number eight bitter root number six Chris runner one in ten variant it's kind of like a do the right thing homage i like that cover and it's yeah, selling it's for about coming. two yeah it's about two times ratio about 20 bu- uh, bucks and uh just very uh hard book to find right now so um, this is probably going to end up being on the list uh, next week, I'd imagine. When did that book come out? Uh, I think it just came out recently. So This is, the, uh, of course, the Batman Air version. For so mm. those of you guys that don't know, uh, there's a printing error in number 89. Um, and Basically, Ben says, I've put this low because information and rarity are still unknown. There was a $700 sale but there are also seven current listings on eBay. Also, there are different variations of the printing error, as some show pictures where the full pages are black and others where they're only partially black. So if that $700 sale is for real, that is crazy.
0: Yeah, it is. It's It was a real sale. That's nuts. Uh,
1: number six, I like this one. Uh, this is a National Comics, Rose and Thorne number one. Uh, DC Comics, they're bringing back Rose and Thorne. So basically, he says, th- so throughout this week, this one moved up to about $25, but has settled back to the 15 to 20 range, which still isn't bad for a book that was dollar bin fodder a week ago. But there's been uh, rumors of, I think, what was it, uh, one of the networks optioned a Rose and Thorn TV show. So for those of you Adam Hughes collectors, that is going to be, if this show ends up happening and it's any good, uh, there are some really underrated Adam Hughes covers from the Rose and Thorn uh, DC series a couple years back. Really beautiful covers that I'm sure will be worth a pretty penny if uh, this continues to get rumors about being optioned. Uh, number five, Borderlands Origins. Number one, GameStop variant. And Ben says this literally went from barely sellable book at $5 to a $50 book. You he says you can all make your own decisions, but one video game adaptation, two Eli Roth, three etc. So you can tell Ben is just like, Yeah, it is what it is. It's, it's reason for it selling is stupid, but it's selling. And some of these video game variants are really tough to find, especially in good condition. So, uh, you know, how, how many people found that? Um, Adam the Legend of Blue Marvel, this is crazy. This is uh. Just absolutely nuts. It passed the $200 mark as a raw book. So if you can find this book, this used to be a dollar bin book, uh, you know, like five years ago. And then it kind of got pretty hot. But now it's just meteoric for $200 if you find this for a raw book. A 9.6 just sold for $3.50. And there's no news of why they're selling. They're just hard to find. And people like this, so uh number three uh hulk number one first appearance of red hulk this is all a cover i think we remember this is a a book that was spec on for a while news that the red hulk will appear in disney's new she hulk series so this is uh you know 25 to 50 dollar book raw so i will uh be searching this, my collection to see if i have any um and number two awesome awesome book here maximum carnage variant uh, uh video game variant maximum carnage number one uh this is a tough book to find in good condition this is the one that came with the video game the special video game package that acclaim did
3: and i want that that is so cool
1: yeah this is a hard love book, that game but it just a beautiful cover too hmm uh, and uh, this one uh, has been creeping up uh, the this year, where it started as a hundred and seventy-five dollar range for average grade copies. Very fine copies are now exceeding three fifty. He says, "Make no mistake, this is a very difficult book to find and to find in high grade. Only four nine point eight and eight nine point six is on the census. So again, super super hard to find in decent condition. And of course, number one is." batman 89 so 30 dollars plus for the a cover and the b cover is getting about the same so pretty crazy
2: the air cover the air one is the cover a right uh he
1: says i don't know i have no idea he doesn't
2: that's, say. that's what i thought i heard was it was the cover a yeah that'd be interesting i like the b covers better
1: i am i d I'm I'm a fan of Tony Daniel, so I, I like that.
2: I just love the Matina cover.
1: Yeah, Matina's a badass too, but man, he did he fall from his his high perch with that whole copying thing. Yeah. So but yeah, so that's the hot ten this week. I mean, we all kind of knew I think that, that, that Batman 89 was gonna be crazy.
0: Yeah, and then uh the other book that's Huge that comes out next week is I think Hellblazer number three that that's supposed to be her first official appearance, her really? full appearance of, of Punchline. And that's why everyone's trying to warn people off of overpaying for Batman ninety four and not to get hyped up for Batman ninety four because of what just happened with ninety three. Yeah, you everyone got all hyped up about it, and it's literally like a cameo of of her nose down. It's not even. Yeah. It's stupid. Absolutely ridiculous. But people are popping on ninety four because ninety four is supposedly supposed to be her first cover appearance. I'm surprised to see that uh, Star Wars isn't doing anything in that that Luke Skywalker Vader first, one. Well, the first yellow lightsaber, um, yeah, appearance in comics. Isn't
2: they, I don't Marvel. mean to but what what's the hype with Batman ninety three?
0: Batman 93 was the um what the punchline was I thought that was 89 it's 89
2: I'm oh, sorry 89 Oh so I was I was confused All right continue I just was I just wanted, I just needed to be clear Um Yeah so yeah I mean
1: just more crazy spec. and no I don't think you know to answer your question that the spec, will kill off comics um, it might make it happen it might be an accelerant but I think what's going to kill off comics is um, they, they're putting too much into movies and TV and not enough into the bread and butter which is storytelling and good writers
0: and uh, yeah I think they'll, they'll kill themselves yeah, oversaturation, big time, especially, especially with Marvel, and now uh, they just announced another Spider-Man book coming out this year. So I mean, Spider-Man twenty ninety nine. No, there's already twenty ninety nine, and then this is, there's another Spider-Man book about to be released huh. later this year. So it's it's a little crazy, the oversaturation on on this stuff, and I thought that's what. DC was trying to do with rebirth was to to nix nix that, but that's not doesn't seem to be what's happening. But so uh, the other big thing that came out today was we got our first full um, pictures of the the new bat suit from the the Robert Pattinson Batman movie. What did you did you guys see them and what were your what were your thoughts on it?
4: Um,
1: I saw them. I liked it. I mean. <sighs> I'm not going to worry too much about it until we see a little bit more. I mean, it was such a small sample size,
0: so and a very, um, very zero year feel to it. Very Zach, very uh, I was going to say Zach Snyder, but very Scott Snydery.
3: Yeah, yeah. This is definitely the longest bat years we've seen in live action. And I don't know if you guys noticed that, but they seemed quite a bit longer than what we've seen in the past. They didn't, uh, I, I,
0: were they longer than, than Keaton's Batman?
3: You know what? Maybe they weren't longer than Keaton's. I might be misremembering his. The longest we've had in a while. They're not short and stubby. They're not like, you know, six inch long bat ears, but they definitely looked a little bit longer than what we saw in the Batflex stuff. And oh, they're Christian definitely longer than
0: Batflex. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And they they're, they're, they seem longer than the Christian Bale stuff, too. So I guess maybe what I mean is recent memory, because you're, you're right. The Michael Keaton Batman might have had longer ears. But I I think the suit looks cool. I mean, it's clearly, you know, before all the editing they're going to do in post, they don't even have a cape on them because they seem to always do capes in CGI these days. And it was the stunt double. But I think for what we're looking at, it was cool. The arms were kind of weird. They had like, it looked like he had like a whole thing of pens going around the outside of his like wrist, which looked a little weird. But I think it looks cool. Without a cape, it looked like Arrow,
0: though. The bike looks very, um, like Adam West era Batman with like the little little bat on the front of the bike, and
3: yeah, it was kind of it was a little silly looking, but I like it. I don't know
0: did you see the video of his stunt double wiping out? no, I didn't so like yeah there it, because it's raining and he's riding the motorcycle and he goes to stop and he wipes out
3: like oh, right man. at the end of the take keep that footage, <laughs> put it in the movie put it. In. <laughs> I, I mean think, you could uh, the, whoever's chasing them could wipe Batman out
0: you I think it's it an interesting take Like, I, I think it's an interesting suit and what Kyle pointed out last week Kyle and Ryan, about the, the chest piece being a gun and I didn't even catch that but the only thing that bothers me is that the cowl Like, I like how long the ears are but it's like the front of the cowl know, something about it just doesn't look right seems kind of off I agree it seems like a bubble head
3: <laughs> yeah i we'll take another look at it. Yeah, I was, I was just thinking. I was like, I want to see another look. I, here's one thing I did see in one of the images I saw. There was um, – because it looks like the eyes are, like, black as if there was goggles over them. Yeah. But then I saw another image where there was, like, a green eye. And so now I'm getting my hopes up that maybe they're going to do the white eyes via, like, green screen type stuff.
0: Well, I think – it almost looks like the eye, yeah, like the eye is covered with black mesh. And I think the green you're talking about is it looks like the one of the like a, a grip or something is wiping underneath his eye because it looks like it's a green cloth under there. But I, I that's why I have a feeling they're gonna CGI the the white over his eyes onto that black.
3: I really hope so. That I want to see white eyes, man. We need white eyes. <laughs>
0: they're gonna be doing
1: uh, long Halloween. It sounds too like for sure. Yeah. That's,
0: that's what the speculation's been, but
3: I'm excited. I, I, I'm getting more excited. I, I was starting to get less interested in this movie, but now that we're seeing some more uh, images, I'm, I'm interested now.
1: Yeah, it looks like they're definitely going white eye, and I think one of the problems is the nose looks kind of weird. Yeah, you know?
3: I'm trying to find the pictures again.
0: I, mean, like, I think here we are. I think it's. I don't know. Part of me wants to say maybe it, it, I'm going to hold off and until I get too crazy about being like, "Oh, this suit sucks," until I actually see Robert Pattinson in it on screen and not a stunt double, because then it's going to probably change how it fits him versus his stunt double.
3: Yeah, and and the cowl does look weird. You're right. It looks. I don't know what it is. There's something just a little bit off about it. And then you, you notice that like around the neck, it's like he's got like a ton of armor around there, that's definitely different than what we've seen in the past. Kind of reminds me of uh, Corbin's favorite. The, uh, I mean, it, I yeah, the name of it. Gaslight. The, the suit the gaslight. is very, yeah. like,
0: I don't know, it, it is very Daredevil-ish to me. Like, it reminds me a lot of the Daredevil outfit.
3: Like, people are complaining about.
0: Um, Here, let me...
3: I don't get that vibe now. I did previously when you you had the red lighting on it. Yeah. When
1: it was red lighting, I could get that. Uh, Okay. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Did you hear what, uh, I guess there was an interview with um, Zoe Kravitz and she was just like, everybody's going to love it. You know,
0: there's the, um, the Batman, if you're watching the live stream, there's I'm trying to like zoom it in anymore, but it's not letting me, but there's the image you're talking about right there. And it's, he's got the black covered on his eyes, but the, yeah, I don't know what it is like it's It's like the, the front it, of the cowl, the bubble. The ears are too far back. They're
1: not forward.
2: They almost look like antennas.
1: Yeah. They're back on the back of his head.
3: Yeah, it, it is. It's interesting because the chest I really like. The chest I like, but the cowl is, it's odd looking. Yeah, Rocket launchers on his arms. That's what I'm wondering. It looks like he's got a freaking set of pens. There's like six pens on <laughs> That's each of what, his arms. Uh,
0: Chad said <laughs> in the chat was he, he borrowed uh, Black Widow's wrist rockets. <laughs> but I like... I like the the kind of armored up look though, like the very like basic look of it, and and then you know I, it almost looks like his like little blades on his like arm pieces are gonna come off too, like they haven't previously. Yeah, because it almost looks like those might be batteries, because they almost kind of look like they're sharpened at the end. That's why you've got the the two toned uh, steel. Check this out. Here you go. Did you see these? These are here's some more pictures. Stop sharing my screen and we can share yours. There you go. Oh, wow, there's a bunch. Oh, yeah, those are way better.
1: Look at how far back they are, and they're kind of like, they're really thin. You know what I mean?
2: It's weird. It is weird looking.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see this in post, man, cuz I tell you, a lot of those Marvel movies, you'll see the characters in their costume, they look awful. And then the movie comes out, and you're like, "Oh wow, that's pretty bad-a-looking." And I'm, I'm I don't know, I think it looks kind of cool as is. So that's why I'm really excited to see it after like editing. Yeah, you
1: can tell it's really uh they're trying to say, you know, they're trying to show like this maybe this guy could really wear that type of stuff, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm seems a
3: little bit more well a practical. lot of the rumors are that it's I mean it's, it's not going to be based on year one but like what we're hearing is this is a Batman very early in his career
4: so
0: it would be like zero year where it was like his very like it, yeah, him basically the beginning of his career and he's kind of just making a suit out of whatever where it was just the correct me if I'm wrong Kyle it was just the the gray suit and he had purple gloves and he had the cowl and, and cape but it wasn't anything like special
2: that's cool though. I, I like that they're gonna go more of a because like you know in the other when Christian Bale's first come Batman, they 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 kind of glimpsed on it being like a a, progr- a progress, a work in progress. But I think what we're gonna get with this Batman is m- more of that instead of just a few clips. And but do yeah. you think
3: this is the only bat suit or do you think we'll get another one? I could see another one before this. Oh
1: yeah, dude, they're gonna capitalize on that. I mean, that's one of the biggest things, money makers. You know, that's why Iron Man did it because they make so much money off of those with with toy sales and.
3: Well, I even mean for just this film because, like, Iron Man, I think they only had. Well, I guess they had two suits in the first film, but then like each film would have a new suit. But I, I mean, like, if it this is like gonna be someone ten suits. <laughs> Yeah, but I just mean like if this is like a zero year-ish situation where it's the origins of Batman, maybe you have, you know, a really um, rudimentary suit first. That's maybe mostly cloth or something. And then you get this one later on in the film. Kind of like how Daredevil was. Yeah, yeah. One party was one way and then he upgraded. Yeah, I was thinking even more like um, Spider-Man where he does like... like, yeah, like homecoming or not that rudimentary but like a similar idea where it's more homemade, probably a bit better than what a teenage boy would have made, but something like that and then later on you get a better suit like this one. I don't know, maybe it won't happen, but I think it'd be cool.
0: He's just running around in a in a bandana over his head with like a bath, with like a bed sheet as a cape to start and then he gets this costume
3: and I mean, goes up from there. <laughs> I guess they kind of did it in Batman Begins. He didn't really do a costume; he just wore like a ski mask, yeah. and then and then he then he got a suit later. But uh, yeah. all right, guys, I'll be back.
0: All right, man, take it easy.
3: But uh, I want to
0: see. I mean, I, they've already signed for three pictures, so I I, I wonder if we're going to start out shitty and then it's going to get progressively better as the movies go on. Yeah, to where it's more high tech by the by the third one because, like you said, it. It definitely feels very much like it's it's a Batman and is well like pretty much like I said
3: it's supposed to be Batman early on in his career so yeah i, I I'm getting more excited for this movie and and i my hopes are, are getting higher It's next year right 2021 is the projected release I believe so yes yeah so we're still probably a long way away from even getting a trailer but
0: well I, I'm surprised when is when is eternals come out
3: is Eternals no, this year? Yeah, November.
0: Like I'm surprised we haven't seen a trailer for Eternals yet.
3: Not even a teaser. I wonder if we'll get it before Black Widow, or if they'll wait for Black Widow to release and then and then throw a trailer out there.
0: And like Bill and Ted face the music, we're seeing all this. I'm seeing all this stuff about that movie. They're showing images and stuff, but we haven't even seen a trailer for that, and that's in August.
3: Yeah, wow, that's true. Man, I forget that movie's coming out. That's exciting Me too. That'll be awesome. I, I, I haven't watched the original Bill and Ted movies in a long time. I really need to rewatch those. I definitely will though. Anytime a sequel's coming out, I rewatch the other stuff. So I'll get her. I'll get a rewatch in this year. But those are classics. So good, man. Yeah, you got to put on those old comfortable shoes again. <laughs> when you rewatch them. Nah, I'll be watching in my underwear. That's my jam.
0: <laughs> as long as it's not in the nude, where people can see you. Okay. Oh no.
3: No one can see me. I, so I, I watch uh, a lot of shows downstairs, downstairs here in my office because I've got my surround sound set up. And my wife uh, sleeps upstairs. She goes to bed before me usually. It, it gets cold down here, man. Colorado is a lot colder than Arizona. And so I'll put my Snuggie on and just <laughs> watch. I have a Batman Snuggie. I is like that, to use that one. Is that
0: the TV you take everyone to to show them your 4K?
3: Come check out 4K. Uh-huh. Everyone's begging to see it. I'm telling you guys. <laughs> Come check out 4K. This it is the TV I use to show off my 4K now because it's my office is literally you walk in my house, it's the first first room. You might be able to add to this for me. Max, um,
2: 4K I know everyone's kind of going crazy for it, but everything I've kind of seen in 4K, it always seems so shaky like the cameras are shaky,
3: like it pants. Have you ever noticed that in a lot of shows? No, I haven't noticed that. I, I will say this about 4K it is, I like it a lot. I mean, I love it. But the difference between 480p and then 1080p, so from DVD to Blu-ray, that is a much bigger difference than the difference from Blu-ray to a 4K Blu-ray. Like For me, it's noticeable, but way less noticeable. Like I can't even watch a normal DVD anymore because it just looks like crap to me. I don't like to watch it, but it's, I can still watch Blu-rays. I can still watch 1080p. I'm still happy with that. I haven't noticed what you're talking about, though, Kyle. Maybe it's because it's so, so, it's so much more crisp you're noticing things. I, I think
2: that might be, like, when I, like, I was watching, I think, like, one of the Twilights, I was watching in 4K, and is like, it, and I don't like how, for some reason, with 4K, I noticed, like, the camera pans a lot, like, there's a lot of panning.
3: I don't know, that seems it, weird to me, the camera wouldn't be any different based on the resolution. Yeah, it's, I it, don't know.
2: I've, there's something about it, I, I'm not sure, but, but there was a, a show I was watching, and it was, the whole thing was just. Like, like they were,
3: like they were holding it and breathing I've not I haven't noticed that
2: hmm.
3: uh, uh, next are, time I see it I'll have to point it out like and I'll say watch this show yeah you should, yeah I mean next time you see it let me know i'd I'd be curious to see if I can see the same thing unless you if but if you ruin 4k for me I will come down to Arizona and strangle you. Okay, don't ruin 4K for me. (laughs) (laughs) Just look forward to 8K.
0: You just just bump up, right?
3: Please don't do it yet. Don't do it yet. I just got ingrained into this a year ago. (laughs) I'm like, I've like repurchased. I'm I'm a snob when it comes to resolution. I've repurchased movies on Vudu in 4K when they're on sale. I'm like, ooh, I can get the Hunger Games for five bucks a movie in 4K, even though I already own them in 1080p. Let me do it. I'm a sucker. But I love it. Hmm. That's interesting. I've
0: never noticed that. to be on the lookout for that now. What, for the, what? The the shake, yeah the the weird panning. It
2: it it drives me crazy for some. Like that's one of the reasons why I don't upgrade and I don't watch anything like that because there's something about it that just I don't. Like um I think Darren in the chat said it might it might be the refresh rate. Okay, that makes sense. So maybe maybe that's what I'm seeing. Maybe
3: maybe it's just the TV that I have or something. That drives me bomb. Maybe. I mean, maybe you've got a really high refresh rate. Do you know what your hertz are? Do you have 120 Hertz or you don't know? I'm not uh, a, my, TV guy, like a,
2: a you know what I mean? Like, hey, that is the, the TV's got stuff that I want, and it's affordable. Yeah. That's, that's how
3: I buy a TV. Like but it, you have a 4K TV, though. It's not a 1080p TV. Yeah, but I don't use it. Yeah, okay. I don't know. My TVs, Both of my 4K TVs only do 60 hertz. So I don't know. If you have a nicer TV than me that does 120 hertz, that could be why. Because that is a good point. The refresh rate could totally be it. I'm not
2: sure, but I'll have to make it a point i'll have to send you some kind of link coming up do
3: it do you know what brand your tv is no okay if it's a vizio that could be why i hate vizios he's gonna dive into it for you <laughs> <laughs> any- I I love let TV me man. let me
0: google the the owner's manual real quick and let's dive into <laughs> this. Let's,
3: let's see if we can troubleshoot your tv for you it's funny i i I don't work in IT, but I have a degree in IT, and I love TVs. So you like take those two things together, and you're talking to me about like my my stuff. So I'll I'll stop now.
0: <laughs> uh, did I mean, did you watch the first episode
3: of uh Clone Wars? I did. I did, but I thought you were done talking about Star Wars. Thought I you were am, but you know <laughs> I'm gonna give you your shine. All right, I watched it, and I freaking loved it. It was awesome.
0: Are you, you're cool with them releasing a new episode every week instead of all at
3: once? I mean, that's what Disney Plus has been doing. Yeah. I, I like it. I don't know. It's 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 weird because like um, Hunters just came out on Amazon Prime and I can watch all of that. And I'm probably going to start watching that in the next few days because it looks like an interesting show. Netflix, you know, they release their shows. You get to watch everything. And that's fun. I love sitting down and just binging Lock and Key with my wife. But at the same time, I also really enjoy – looking forward to a new episode of a show every single Friday. Yeah, and anticipation is cool. Yeah, it's fun. And I, the other thing I enjoy about it, and this is just my special circumstance, the place I work allows us to work from home one day a week. So I have chosen to just do every Friday. And so now with Disney plus shows, my lunch break, I'm here in my office with my big TV and my surround sound. And I just log off my computer, you know, for work for an hour and i watch the show. It's, that's freaking awesome. I mean, for this, it's only a 30-minute show, but I, it's, it's been fun. I started doing it during the Titans and Doom Patrol days, mm-hmm. and now Disney Plus also releases their shows on Fridays. And so it's just, it's just kind of become this tradition that I work from home on most Fridays, and on my lunch break, I get to watch the show that I like in a much better format than like from my phone, you know, because I used to watch it on my lunch break on my phone, mm-hmm. which is fine, but this is more enjoyable. Well yeah, it's your comfort and it's your big nice TV that you got Yeah, big nice TV, got a couch in here nice sound It's it's a good time, I love it
0: (laughs) I don't know, for some reason I kept thinking that they were going to release all of Clone Wars at once and then it kind of hit me off guard today when I was like oh it's only one episode, I was like okay
3: So this is why I think they're doing this. I I talked about it on couch crunchers like a month ago and it was funny because I predicted everything except for the Mandalorians release month before they announced it all. I was like, all right, guys, they're going to be releasing Clone Wars. And my guess is February 21st. And this was like February, like, I don't know early February, late January that I was saying this. And then a week later, they said February 21st for Clone Wars. And I'm like, it's going to be 12 episodes, which is going to leave us leave, lead us up until May 8th, which is exactly what's happening. And then I'm like, and let me tell you right now, we're going to get Falcon and Winter Soldier in August. They're only going to give us like a month and a half off. And then we're going to get those episodes. And then a month or two later in November, we're going to get um, uh, WandaVision, which is exactly what we're getting. So I think Disney's strategy is they're trying to give you A lot of nerd content every week. Well, a little bit of nerd content every week. nothing comes out in May? Nothing comes out in May. They're giving you like a a month, month and a half off before they release something new is what they've been doing. Mandalorian was only about a month, month and a half ago. And now we've got Clone Wars. When that ends, month, month and a half, you get Falcon and Winter Soldier. That ends about a month. You're going to get Mandalorian Season 2. That's going to end. You're going to have WandaVision. That's what I'm noticing their strategy is. And as they get more shows, I don't think there's going to be a break as much anymore. But right now, while they have fewer shows, you're noticing a break. I thought WandaVision was December, but you might be right. I think they said November.
0: Maybe they said... Well, well, Loki's going to be out. Loki comes out next year. Yeah. And I know they got that new Mighty Ducks show coming soon, too. So I can't remember where that's going to fall. I don't know where that's going to fall in at.
3: Yeah, I don't know. It's supposed to be this year. And then they've got um, Hawkeye that's supposed... I saw an article today that said it's supposed to be coming next year. They, so well, they shelved recurring. that, so I don't know if that's even going to come out anymore. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't read the article. I just saw a headline saying Hawkeye coming next year. I don't know if that's true or not.
0: They, they shelved that, and now there's been speculation that Haley Steinfeld is going to pull out of the, the project because she's going to take on other stuff because that's put on hiatus. So
3: Man, that'd be too bad. I, I want her in that. I think... Think she's a good actress. What's your opinion on the the
0: fact that uh, Disney doesn't want Mandalorian fans calling Baby Yoda Baby Yoda? They want you to refer to it as the Child, and they're making a pretty big, putting a pretty big ep- emphasis on that.
3: Yeah, well, they can say whatever they want. Fans are going to do what they want. I don't really care. Like, it's, it's fun it's to call lot. it Baby Yoda. It's not yeah. Baby Yoda, but it's fun to call it that.
0: What would you say, Kyle?
3: That's, I was like, it's not. So why,
2: you know. It's not a it's not Baby Yoda. No, I know. Yeah, just, so that's, why they, that's why they have to stick to their guns, I would think, but I don't really know.
3: I
0: think
2: <laughs>
3: Yeah. I have a feeling you're probably right. Because any any like official merchandise is going to be called the child, I'm sure. Or the asset. Or did you say there's they're wanting it called the child? Yeah, the child, yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. The child's cool, but baby Yoda's cuter to say. But
2: if they called it Baby Yoda and then it never really had any ties, I think it would be an outrage. Like yeah, they can't officially call it that. People would be mad about it later. Well, you said
0: yeah. But kind of sticking on Star Wars, let's talk about old uh, Harrison Ford here, real quick. <laughs> what? So, what's your take on uh, on Harrison Ford? So he he did an interview for his new movie called The Wild, coming out. And the, the interviewer was, was talking to him and he was like, You have one of the best lines in cinematic history when when Carrie Fisher's Princess Leia says, I love you in in Empire, she says, I love you, and you're just like, I know. He's he asked him, Did you come up with that off the top of your head? Or was that improvised or was that in the script? And Harrison Ford starts going about it and he and he says, you know, Leia's about to be incarc- or in encased in kryptonite and the guy kind of laughs it off and he means he said what? He says that Leia was going to be encased in kryptonite. And they kind of laugh it off and the, the interviewer says you mean carbonite. And Harrison Ford says kryptonite carbonite you know whatever I just work here. <laughs> and then and then he's asked about the the Force Ghost and why he did not show up as like a Force Ghost in uh in Rise of Skywalker. And his response was he didn't even know what a force ghost was and that he doesn't care. Well, that's our job to care about that stuff. Right. That's not his job to but care. Do don't yeah. you think like with, so it just kind of goes to show that I think we as fans expect these actors and it, it shows with Robert Pattinson and Batman, we expect them to, to know these characters and in, in these roles. But do you kind of find it off putting that he doesn't know the difference between kryptonite and
3: carbonite? I wouldn't expect him to know, nor care. Uh, I I find it disappointing when they don't know anything, but I'm not, like, upset. But and it's, I don't expect him to.
2: It's just a job. Exactly. Like, like Star Wars isn't his life. Like
3: It you, made his life, but,
2: yeah. It, it did. It helped make his life a very comfortable one. But it's not his job to ever care. Like... You know, it's like, it's like saying that he has to still uh, use a whip. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what I mean? Whenever, whenever he goes out to an adventure.
3: Yeah, no, I get it. I mean, I, I'm not anywhere near as old as Harrison Ford, but you look at Star Wars for him and yeah, he had a small role in Rise of Skywalker, really more like a cameo. And then he was like kind of a side character in Force Awakens even. Like, he had a decent role, but... He hasn't really been in Star Wars, in a, in a huge, huge way since the late '80s. Well,
0: I thought it was funny. He even said that when so, he got the call from uh, when he got the call from JJ to come back for his cameo in in Rise of Skywalker, he thought he was being prank called.
3: <laughs>
0: he did, he was he didn't understand why JJ was calling him to to come back.
3: Yeah, so. I just feel like it's the kind of thing where it's like I did that job 30 years ago. I don't remember. Mm -hmm. and i and i look back at like some of the first stuff i did to earn money doing pest control i don't remember everything about that job i don't care i wish he cared because i mean he's such a huge fan of the franchise but whatever i do enjoy when there's like the actors that actually are into it you know like mark hamill gets into stuff he seems to really care about luke he cares about the joker like he's a lot more engaged with the audience and i enjoy that but they don't have to be.
0: I think that's a difference in though. I wonder how much that has to do with a difference in in big roles you've had and like blockbuster roles you've had. Because yeah. Harrison Ford's been in a lot of stuff, and oh yeah, Indiana Jones and you know Han Solo and but Mark Hamill's had what he was the trickster in the old Flash TV show. He was a tr- trickster in the current one, and then you have Joker, the voice of the Joker, and Luke Skywalker.
2: Yeah, that's fair. Like, I don't mean to bring something up that we've already talked about, but it's the same thing as the Red Sox part of, you know, it's
0: when they lost, it was just a game. The same yeah. thing for Ford. Yeah, that's true. It's a good point, Kyle. It's a good point. I just said yeah. it was funny. You would think that, I don't know, I would think that since it was this huge role that he would remember that kind of stuff, but... Like yeah. you said, who cares? He doesn't care, obviously. He's like, I just work here. Um, well,
3: like, when I was a kid, my my dad and my mom are not nerds at all. That's just, they don't, that's not their thing. But they'll watch the Star Wars movies, they watch the Marvel movies. So growing up, I saw Star Wars, but it wasn't like my dad was, like, in love with it and, like, teaching me to love it. Like, my brother now has a four-year-old son. He's teaching his son to love Star Wars, and his son loves it but me as a kid i just watched the movies casually it wasn't until i got older that i was a huge fan until probably i was 10 or 11 years old i thought it was pronounced dark vader not darth vader so i guess like from that perspective like harrison ford's probably the same idea it's like whatever like i did it to make money i memorized my lines at the time i don't know Mm -hmm. i agree It's funny now, looking back, I thought it was a lifesaver, not a lightsaber, <laughs> and Dark Vader. <laughs> well, not lifesaver, lightsaber, no, that, life-saber, is what I thought, life-saber, which doesn't make sense why I thought that. Lightsaber makes more sense, it's a saver of light, but it was Dark Vader and a saber when I was a kid. The joys of being a kid. <laughs> right? <laughs> Meanwhile, my four-year-old nephew is like, you ask him who his favorite character is, and he says, uh, Kylo Ren. <laughs> it's his favorite Star Wars character." <laughs> and then Darth Vader. <laughs> and you say, "What do you what do you like to do? Kill all the Jedi." <laughs> <laughs> and that's what's going to happen with my child. They're was- going to love Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. I thought you're going to be you're
3: going <laughs> to. Execute the order and just have him like wipe out his nursery or something. Heck yeah, man! This is where the fun begins. Yeah, well, <laughs> his
0: nursery is a Jedi, It's the younglings, and he's gonna wipe them all out, huh? Yep. Imagine my my brother,
3: call <laughs> my brother, and I actually had a conversation about the killing of younglings earlier today, but I don't know if I'll dive into that. But we were talking about just like Anakin's growth to become darth vader and how in the movies it is so terrible like there's no reason that anakin would go from being a good guy to all of a sudden killing children but the clone wars tv show makes it a little more palpable but it's still like so off-putting to me when i watch the movies i'm like what the heck is this guy going and killing kids for now all of a sudden this is stupid just doesn't make any sense
0: (laughs) not to jump back to a previous topic but um, talking back again about Matt Reeves' Batman a little bit. What, what do you guys feel about the the rumor going around that there's speculation that Dick Grayson, aka Robin, is going to be in this in this film? I'm excited. Are you? You you don't think it's too early to to introduce a Robin?
2: So we've had enough Batman movies without it, really. I mean, it's been a long time since we've had a Batman movie. I think it'll be cool. I think it'll be
3: then it can spawn into us getting a Nightwing movie. So I'm on board for Robin, but I kind of agree with you, Matt. I think the first movie's too soon. Well, I think if Robin's in it, I think it's going to be more a matter of you're like, you hear about the Flying Graysons, maybe you see the Flying Graysons, but his parents aren't dead yet. Or maybe they die in an after-credits scene. Like I could see maybe that, but I don't think Robin is going to be in the movie. I think Dick Grayson might be as a kid, but not Robin.
0: So yeah, they, they've um, they've already there's are sh- circulating a tweeter uh, no, what is it a tweeter a, a Twitter post about the flying Graysons um, yeah and they're doing a casting call it looks like um, yeah
3: I saw that earlier today they're looking for like circus people or something like that
0: yeah and then there's so I can't I'm gonna butcher his name Timothy Shalame Ch- Shalame thank you from the the crowd <laughs> Chalamet is, is rumored to to potentially be Dick Grayson. So I have no idea who that is. He's from the looks like he's from the movie. What movie was he in? Um The King. Little women, call me by your name. Kellen's just over here. Oh what wow. Al- what so, else like?
3: Beautiful boy. I think Okay, just keep going. Dude, just keep oh, going. I know who that kid is. Oh, I hate him. <laughs> not really. I don't hate him. But you watch this as us. Yes. That's freaking Kate's young boyfriend, and I hate him. No, it's not. Uh, yeah, it is. No, I'm pretty no, sure it is. Not. It is. No, I think that dude. It totally. It, all right, I'm, I'm looking it up. Look it I'm up. Pretty, Look it up. I'm pretty confident. I, I don't here. think it
0: is. But you think you think early on for for an, an older Robin, you think that's a good it's a good fit, Kyle. Older Robin. Well yeah, he's gonna be like when when Bruce takes in Robin, ticks in Dick, Dick's what how old?
3: Right, you're right. It's he's not like this 12. is kid.
0: Like twelve. So this kid looks I mean, so you get a Robin at this point, he's gonna be like sixteen, seventeen years old. It's gonna be like the, the Batman and Robin with uh Chris O'Donnell as Robin, where the dude's already an adult being taken in.
2: I just was assumed that the Grayson's, the Flying Grayson's part would be a, uh, like a flashback.
0: Yeah.
3: Just more of a reference than anything else. It's tough because like if you want to get Nightwing, you can't cast too young of a character. Not that they've confirmed a Nightwing spinoff or anything, but like if that's a goal, you can't get too young. You can't get a 13-year-old kid.
0: Well, they've been talking but about a Nightwing movie for, for years now, right?
3: Yeah, they have. They have. But, but they talk it, about a lot of things. It'd be cool to have a
2: couple Batman movies that have Robin, and then some, and then we have that spinoff where we get to have
3: Nightwing. I think it could be cool. I just, I don't know. I'm not sure I like this kid, but <laughs> <It's funny. laughs> For just the, the look anyway. When Bruce takes in Dick. <laughs> 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 terrible
0: phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, but it would be it would be cool if like you don't see, like uh, you see the flying Grayson thing happen in this movie, and at the end of it, it, it ends with like him suiting up as Robin for the first time, or that's like your mid credit is is him suiting up as Robin for the first time, and I want it's I want the, at the end
2: of the movie about a Robin. That's why I don't want something like you that.
0: don't. Want, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot that it, it happens at the end of. Um, Dark Knight Rises. So
2: I'd rather it be something that comes in comes into the movie
0: early. I, w- I want the red and green suit though. The yellow red and green suit. I don't think you're going to get that. I don't either. I mean even if it's like um, Red Robins from the comic books where it's where like what you kind of saw in, in the Batfleck universe. But I would I would love to just have i guess if it's not like brights
3: like if you're looking at dark reds and like a dark yellow like it might work but i'd even want like the hood like oh that's going damian wayne then yeah i know i just like that
0: I, i agree i think that's an awesome uh an awesome robin design but
3: yeah I also would have been. I, it's not going to happen, but I, I would rather see a Robin that isn't Dick Grayson, honestly. But if you're going with a young Bruce Wayne, you kind of need to go with Dick Grayson. I think I'd rather see like you know Tim Drake or something. We've never seen him in live action. I don't know. I think
0: I think if you're going to get, a, I don't know, maybe. What do you think, Kyle? If you're going to get a, a different Robin than Dick Grayson, you think it's going to be Damien? I bet you we get um I bet you we get Tim first. I think we'll get Tim before Damien. Mm-hmm. Because
2: I, I the reason I think that is because Tim's more techie. Yeah. And he's more of like a detective like Batman is. So and and to make it fit into like more today wise, I think Tim would be a better fit. Just because you know they always have to move things kind of in a direction that kind of keeps it like kind of in today's standard and, and being a techie guy would be
3: would be fitting for the way they make movies. I'd rather see Damien, but I freaking love Damien. Give me give me it our freaking Razal Ghul clone, basically. It, it, it would be cool. <laughs> I just love him with his sword and wanting to murder everybody and his attitude. I love Damien.
4: <laughs>
3: oh, Damien's next to Dick Grayson. He's probably uh, it's hard to they
2: you know, all got good qualities about all of them, but Damien is awesome. Eric,
0: yeah, I says, love- Eric says when I think of the Batfuck as Batman, I think of Suicide Squad when he tells Deadshot Justice and his double chin was the star of the show. <laughs> <laughs> What if they? What if they go where you don't even? I don't know. I was thinking, what if they give you like a Dick without even being Robin first? He just goes right to Nightwing, and he trains him as if Batman trains him as a sidekick. But then, as you move forward, you get a young Tim Drake as his his Robin, and this this version of of Dick just goes on to be Nightwing. So you see yeah. him later on in as Nightwing. So he like breezes in and breezes out. Well, he, yeah, he changes. He trains him as a as a, a sidekick, but it, he's kind of just got that Nightwing moniker. I don't know. I was just trying to think of a way that they could do it to
3: fit it with, with his age. But isn't like Robin, like the identity of Robin fairly instrumental in creating Nightwing?
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: I don't know. He's tired of being Robin and he wants his own he wants that breakaway. Yeah. That's why I'd rather just skip straight past Dick Grayson and get a different Robin and just Yeah, but Dick Grayson is such a cool character. Yeah. I'm okay. saying that if we had him as Nightwing instead, but I think it just would be funner
2: to have him. It would just be awesome to see him as Robin and then transform.
3: Yeah.
0: It would be, it would be reasons to have, so you want to see a little bit more Robin than what we got in Titans before he yeah. transforms into to Dick or not Dick but before he transforms into Dick before he transforms into Nightwing.
2: Yeah, and I would see I want to see more Robin as as Batman and Robin and then I w- and then it would give it a really cool reason to have the Teen Titans on screen and then it would be a really cool reason to have the Judas contract and then it would be a really cool reason to have Nightwing. I mean that would be cool. Uh, And then having Nightwing
3: be in Bloodhaven would be, then that's where the story of Nightwing takes place. So what if this universe is, what if this Batman is cool enough to spawn DC's you know, MCU? Then you could actually see that. You could see Robin. You could see over a 10 year period, Robin growing throughout different films. And then he becomes Damien after 10 years of movies. Or not Damien, sorry. Then becomes Nightwing. Like that could be cool, but are they going to do that? I don't know.
2: I don't know, two or three movies, and then it transitions to a Teen Titans, and then it transitions to a, a Nightwing
3: movie. I think that'd be really cool if it happened. I think that'd be awesome because I mean, there's going to be two or three years between movies. So by the time you get to that point, that's probably going to be like eight years. So whoever the actor is has plenty of time to grow and get older. I mean,
0: that's and- not a that's not a bad idea, Kyle's on to because Robert Pattinson is young enough that even after these three movies. Or you know, after this movie, you can kind of start setting those pieces in the next two movies of the contract. And then when his contract is up, you pivot to to follow Dick as as going on his own and becoming st- forming the Teen Titans and becoming Nightwing and like I said, Judas contract and all the stuff that goes on with and it's a
3: Deathstroke that'd be really cool. But would you want to introduce Deathstroke in one of the Batman movies before Judas contract, or would you just introduce him in Judas contract? Judas contract. Yeah. just introduce him there. Yeah, that's that's probably good
2: enough. Be like in a Batman, like an after-credit scene, or you know, something something that teases it, but for the most part, no, just let the let the Judas contract play out.
3: That'd be cool. I like that story arc.
0: That would be. I think that's that'd be a fantastic way to do it. Now, will they do it that way? Probably not. But oh, hell no! <laughs> transitioning from from Bruce to to Dick, and then let Dick carry it going forward it would be a good way to keep that franchise fresh without having to to reboot it every time you're going to recast someone else
3: mm-hmm. but. man now I'm on like a well I'm a, I'm a big DC guy I I really want to see what the MCU has done but in DC because they clearly haven't done it yet I just would be so happy to see a good cinematic DC universe I just I would love to see that well, it isn't starting with with the uh, birds of prey. I can tell you that. <laughs> That's you're right. <laughs> Although I actually went and saw that again this week, and I, I, I liked it better than the first time I saw it. It's not issues, but I liked it. What was what? What was the difference? Um, well, I listened to my own podcast that Matt was on, but I wasn't on that week, and I listened to uh, you know um, Matt, Lance, and Sam. Um, basically ripping this movie apart. And so when I went back, I was looking at all their criticisms, trying to see if I agreed with those um, also with my own. And I actually didn't agree with some of them. So I actually was like, no, the choreography is not as bad as Lance is saying the, the rollerblade scene that Lance was complaining about and how like it was so unrealistic. Yeah, it wasn't realistic, but I don't think it was so, it wasn't even, it wasn't even fast and furious bad. Like in my opinion, Um, the movie's not perfect. I'd probably give it a three out of a five, three out of five. but I, I don't know. I enjoyed it. Uh, one of the other complaints that um, you guys made on the show was that um, a man to make every decision for Harley in the movie. And I don't know if you made that argument, Matt, but so- someone made yeah. that argument. And I was watching for that and I was like, that only happened one time. She got captured by Black Mask. He made her then go do, um, do a contract for her. And as soon as she got Cassandra Cain, she immediately started betraying him. So, and then she only went back to him because she wanted to save her own skin. So I don't really feel like people were making her decisions for her the the whole time. She was doing what she needed to to survive, and she's kind of a despicable person. So I don't know. I I thought that stuff made sense.
0: No, I I think I said the whole movie. She was her her actions or motivations were looking for acceptance from. Like the Joker and Black Mask, and and, and she yeah. kind of always needed like that that more like like I don't know steadfast character by her side where she she wasn't taking up that that leading role person. She was more of the damsel in distress because I like, think that's the first thing she does, which she breaks up with a Joker, and then the next scene she's in the bar and and she's about to get she's about to get you know sexually assaulted, and Black Canary stops it.
3: Yeah. I didn't like that either. You know, right? so like... I didn't like that. I agree. I thought that was kind of dumb. I'm like, you're kind of taking her character down a step by, by doing that. You know, I, yeah. I didn't like that. Um, but uh, what, what, what was, it? there was something, Oh, I totally agree though. You guys talked about how the stupid um, prison scene with the beanbag gun, that scene is ludicrous. Why did no one stop her? Like I was watching for it and she, you know, she reloaded pretty quickly. And for like the first two or three rooms, I was like, okay, I can suspend my disbelief here. And I'm okay with the fact that she's taken out these cops because there was only like one or two in each room. But then she got into like the final room and there's like four cops in there. When she shot the first one, how did the other three not immediately take her down? Right. Like that – Yeah, I just thought that was pretty stupid. That that beanbag scene was kind of dumb, and I also thought it was weird that they decided to make the movie rated R, but then she, like, didn't really kill that many people. I was like, Harley Quinn's a freaking – she's a freaking villainous crazy woman. I think she would have been murdering a bunch of people. So, I I just thought that was odd that they had her shooting people with a beanbag gun instead of actually like killing them. I don't know.
0: I still think the movie's the plot of Deadpool 2 featuring Harley or starring Harley Quinn. It's like Deadpool 2, you just replaced Harley with Deadpool with Harley, and
3: it's pretty much the same movie. It's set up the same way. I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, well, I guess there's, there's saving a young kid, so that's true. I was thinking the time travel piece, but yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, without the time travel piece, but. Cassandra Kane sucked. Yeah. <laughs> Renee Montoya sucked. Uh, Huntress, Huntress was all right. I actually didn't mind her weird personality. I liked that. Um, and I actually, on my second viewing, I liked Black Canary. I think it could have been better. I think even, I hate to say it, but CW has done a better job with, with that. But the, the costumes were atrocious. I hate the costuming in this movie. But... I like I don't know, I like Black Canary. She was really the hero of the story. Harley Quinn was not the hero. Black Canary saves Harley. Black Canary is the one feeding information to Renee Montoya. Black Canary is basically a spy. She then is going to save Cassandra Kane after Harley Quinn betrays Cassandra and is trying to turn her into Black Mask. Like the real hero has was Black Canary the entire time.
0: Well, honestly, this the whole movie, the real story of the movie is it's it's Huntress's story. Because it features her her family getting killed, they're looking yeah. for her family's money, and yeah. she's event she's coming back to avenge their death. So, like, she's the only one that gets a full circle story arc in this movie.
3: That's true. So, that's true. I I didn't love. Oh, also, dude. Oh my gosh, when they finally call them the birds of prey or whatever, the and they end. show them costume. Yeah. Awful. Yep. Oh, those costumes were like worse than CW bad. They were oh my gosh, I can't even they were so bad but,
0: but kind of speaking on this uh, on on Birds of Prey in that universe since Justice League is set in that so they're saying and it's being rumored that the Flash movie which is supposed to be covering the Flashpoint storyline is going to pit Wonder Woman versus Aquaman to try to wipe out the fact that Justice League ever happened But it depends on if Gal Gadot and Jason Momoa agree to to be a part of it. Do you think that's a smart decision or or not?
3: I think it could work. Problem is, I don't really like Ezra Miller as Flash. I don't know. It could work, you know, because you could basically wipe out a lot of the things that have happened and rebuild the DC Cinematic Universe. But at this point, I almost think I'd rather them do what we've been talking about and restart with this new Batman movie, assuming it's good. You know, and just kind of build a universe around that. But,
0: I don't know. I don't even think that. What about you, Kyle? I'm not sure. I'm really not. As
2: long as it's... I like Ezra Miller's Flash. I've talked about that before, so I'm not going to do it again. Um... I, as long as they follow the Flashpoint story well, then I, I'm i cool for whatever they can make it. But as long as it's – it just needs to follow it. Yeah, and I love the Flashpoint story. I'm down Flashpoint for Flashpoint. Story. But we've talked about that a bunch of times, so we don't need to talk about Flashpoint again.
0: Well, how much do you think that pitting Wonder Woman versus Aquaman is going to change the Flashpoint storyline?
2: What do you think, Brian?
1: Um, I don't know. I have no idea. I heard. I just heard about it. I haven't looked into it. I uh, they heard they're going to do the whole Wonder Woman versus Aquaman type thing. Is that is that what they're doing? Yeah. Um, that I don't know. What's rumored? I think I think that's that's exactly that's just what that is. I don't think that's going to turn into anything. I don't think that's going to bear fruit. But we'll see.
3: I think it'd be awesome if they did it. I think seeing Jason Momoa's Aquaman versus Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman would be really cool. I think it would be really cool. As long
1: as they do it, like this is the next Justice League movie, they got to they gotta have them all in it. If it's a Justice League movie, I, I mean, that's cool. I'm cool with that. You know, make sure they do it up. They should have done Flashpoint, you know, last time.
2: As long as they bring uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan back as uh, Thomas Wayne. Yep.
3: Yeah. But but the but Batman is in Flashpoint a decent amount and Bat Batflex gone. So would you somehow make some excuse for Robert Pattinson being the Batman in this? Or would you just replace Batman with a different character? I think that you have Robert Pattinson
1: make a couple cameos. Yeah. Why not?
3: He's Batman. Might as well yeah. use him as Batman. Because isn't isn't if I'm remembering correctly, isn't it Batman with the Flash, and he's like helping the Flash get his powers back? And exactly. isn't that yeah. isn't that part yeah. of the story? Yeah, it's Batman's dad. It's yeah, Thomas it's Batman's dad, Thomas Wayne. Okay. yeah, that's yeah. what I was misremembering. Okay, It's at the it's end of Batman.
2: It's it's changing the timeline. It's yeah, time.
3: okay, okay. So then Thomas Wayne's the one he's with. Okay, that would be cool. Actually, Jeffrey D. Morgan would be pretty. That's scary. why. I,
2: that's why it was so interesting when they were doing the, the button, in in right around the uh, rebirth beginning of rebirth time when they were doing the button, you got to kind of see a little bit of that again when they were bringing flashback and it was there you know they're rejumbling and bring you know and and kind of xing out the new fifty two. So, I thought that was
0: that's cool.
1: It's a great story. They you know they got a it'd be great to build a movie around that framework. So,
0: cause the director recently revealed that his take on the flashpoint won't be a direct adapt or adaptation from the comic book storyline, but it'll be a very different version of flashpoint than you're expecting.
3: I'm okay with different as long as it's good. So, mm. I mean,
0: maybe flash goes back to a time where, you know, aqua or Atlantis and the, and the Amazonians are, are in war with each other. I don't know. Yeah,
1: it sounds good. Does it? I mean, that, if that's, I mean, I don't know if it's good, but it sounds like that's what they're trying to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, like like Chad said, they changed Joker with no explanation, so changing Batman with nothing said is doable. That's
1: true. Plus, those Aquaman and Wonder Woman are the two characters they want. They actually like. They want to. They want to. You know, keep those iterations as they have them.
0: No. Well, uh, is that just because their franchises are the only ones that have actually taken off? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I mean, Shazam's going to be in there some point, too.
3: They're going to have Shazam take the role of Thomas Wayne. It's going to be totally wasn't, different. Wasn't Shazam in
0: Flashpoint? No, it's been so long since
1: I read Flashpoint. I don't remember. I, for some reason, I'm I'm picturing Billy Batson as the wizard, and he has the long white hair. But maybe, maybe that's not
3: Flashpoint. Maybe that was a different storyline. I don't know. I mean, sure, you could find a way to bring Shazam in, and I think it'd be cool. But then, what do you do with the Superman arc? Do you digitally make Henry Cavill look super skinny, or I don't know. I think it's
1: going to be cool um, them doing the the uh, Black Adam stuff. It sounds like the Black Adam stuff is actually going to be pretty badass, like we were all expecting. You know, they're going to do the whole JSA storyline. I hope so. Yeah, hopefully they do the whole ISIS storyline from New 52. That was a good storyline for Black
0: Adam. Um, So, kind of switching let's switch over to Marvel real quick. What do so now? Sony's coming to the table or to the plate, saying that they're hoping that they can extend the Spider-Man deal past the three pictures they have it at right now. What do you think's got them changing their tune? Money. Yeah, yeah, money.
3: And I'm very glad. I'm guessing the deal that they renegotiated is much more lucrative for them. So they're probably willing to stay in this one longer.
0: Well, that's, and that's what they're saying is that it's a, the the deal they have now is a win, win, win for everyone involved. But there's also those rumors of Apple is looking to buy Sony. So do you think that maybe that deal is falling through the Apple deal? Yeah. So that so maybe. Sony only did three years on that original on that new deal, because they probably expected to be bought out by Apple and, now maybe that that deal is is cooling off so they're saying well maybe we can extend this deal out further cuz they they seem to be putting a lot of money in this cuz they're 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 trying to connect their universes they're trying to connect venom 2 to, to more
3: and morbius to to this universe i don't know i'm trying to find my tinfoil so i can put my hat on but yeah. uh oh. having a hard time <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that's that they've already pretty
0: much so the, a script for Morbius leaked already, and footage for the movie is leaked already, and they're saying that in the movie that poster that we've all been looking at of the murder with the that Spider-Man image from the Tobey Maguire one that that image is actually just a placeholder for the trailer. When you actually watch the movie, it's the Tom Holland Spider-Man on that poster or on that wall painting.
3: I think. I mean, I think it'd be cool. I, I, I'm down. If you so want to cross it over and merge it,
0: yeah. But so, do you think? I mean, that's what I'm trying to get is. You think Sony Sony wants more? Because I mean, like I said, they're putting a lot of of eggs into this this connection to the MCU.
1: Well, yeah, of course they do. <laughs> Big money. They're gonna do anything they can to be part of that.
0: I think if I was Marvel kevin feige and they wanted to do that i would tell them to put a break i'd be like if that's what you want that's fine but you need to put a break on this extended spider-man universe you're trying to do because now especially if they're talking about putting a craven hunter movie out before craven hunter is even in spider-man like i don't think you can have i i think craven is that one character that wouldn't make sense without spider-man right off the bat because he really doesn't have, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but he really doesn't have his own adversaries other than to go after at that point without it being someone else in the Spider-Man rogues gallery.
3: No, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, I, I struggle. I, I've i said it before on Couch Cringers. I, I don't really want a Sony universe. I want, I want it all connected. I'd rather Marvel... If I could have a perfect world, I'd want the freaking Apple deal to go through so that Marvel just gets Spider-Man back. I don't want to see all these spo- Sony spin-offs. Even if Morbius is great, which it's looking like it's going to be good. Venom 2 is looking like it could be good. But I don't want that. I just want it all connected into one universe. And I, I worry about trying to connect the Sony universe into the MCU. Will the tones mesh well? Currently, Venom is just kind of, eh, I don't know that I want that venom to be the MCU venom. You know what I mean? So like that's that's where I get a little bit torn on this.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I I just want to know. I was just wondering maybe you guys thought there's more to it that Sony is maybe their their plans for Spider-Man aren't working out the same way they are, they were or want them to. So they're gonna try and connect it all oh, with Marvel. Yeah. I mean they're they're basically getting
1: the short end of the stick. They've been getting the short end of the stick since the, I mean, you know, since Marvel basically put the kibosh on them by basically saying, "Hey, if you don't let us, if you don't, you know, play well, you know, on the playground, we're gonna make the character be pointless." So. Interesting. They did that. I mean, they they did that by doing the Doc Ock thing. So. Yeah they can they can do shit like that and it it does have a major effect on those companies that you know think that they're going to hold the movie rights. Yeah. Kind of a strong arm tactic, but it works.
0: Yeah. So uh moving on from comics here, McDonald's McDonald's is getting on the Gwyneth Paltrow train and they're saying that they're going to release candles that smell like uh, <laughs> that that smell like quarter pounders you gotta, you gotta buy one of those Max.
3: I know you're dying to talk about this I just find this so funny I just find it funny I'm not interested in buying a freaking quarter pounder scented candle no thank you I will, uh, and and <laughs> I, I brought it up to my wife earlier today as a joke, and she's like, "We are not bringing that into our home. No way." I probably want the quarter pounder with cheese. I don't, but I don't want a candle that smells like one. That just, I don't want to smell hamburger, but not being able to eat hamburger. That's just wrong.
0: I, Kyle said, "Kyle, you said you'd be all over it, huh?" I'd have four of them. You'd have four
3: of them. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna, I mean, uh, all it's right. It's got to be, be fair, the double quarter pounder candle. Here's what I would use them for. My wife and I were talking about this earlier this week, so it's a, we're just a bunch of dudes here, right? I mean, there's some. I think there's some girls in the chat, but uh, if you don't like my, my language, I'm sorry. I poop and it stinks. When I take a dump, <laughs> it's nasty. And my wife was talking to me about that earlier this week. She's like, yeah, you're gross. <laughs> she, and she's pregnant right now. There was a, a, a while back, I... I was working from home, I took a dump here downstairs at 9 a.m. I turned the fan on for like four hours. She came home at 3, 3:30 3 p.m. and was like, I can't breathe. It still smells so bad. So maybe a quarter pounder scented candle could help alleviate the smell of my deuces. <laughs> Chances <laughs>
0: I buy a candle titled pepper pot before I want to call- called quarter pounder. <laughs> I don't know if you could. I don't know if you could mask your funk with a quarter pounder smelling candle.
3: It would just smell like burgers and ass. Then I don't know. It's it's tough to say because I I dropped a deuce earlier today when I was working, and I put a candle in, and my wife came home and didn't know. So maybe I was just lucky. Maybe the quarter pounder. It wasn't a quarter pounder though. It was like a rose scented. It was like one of those scentsy things. It wasn't even a candle. One of those, like, wax things that melts and smells really good. I love those, though. They smell great. They, <laughs> can, they mask the smell of me not doing dishes for a week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was I was still telling uh, our group chat earlier today, I was starting a new podcast called, um, like, Taking a Dump at Work or something like that, where I'm interviewing and talking about your, your top 10 worst dumps that you've taken at work. Kyle's gonna be my first guest, but Kyle Kyle nixed that. He was like, I'm not t- I'm not doing that. <laughs>
3: uh, Pooping on the job. Hey man, you're getting paid for it. Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> Pooping on the job.
0: Kinda of one of the last things I want to talk about this week is uh I kind of found an interesting article on this this dude named um His name is Mad Mike Hughes, and he's preparing to blast off in a man made rocket. And they're tomorrow, and they're following him. And the science channel is doing an upcoming TV show on him called uh, Man Made Astronaut. It's going to be on TV later this year. Um, That's kind of cool that this dude's going to try and blast off in a man made rocket. He's going to kill himself. Probably probably the
2: last thing I would want to do is to be shot, shoot myself in space with something that I built. No shit. I am not a spaceship engineer. There's too many things in there that can go wrong. Now, where's he going to get the jet fuel? He can't just go to QT and get it.
0: Right, I wonder if he's going to, yeah, I wonder if he's going to make it make jet fuel. But now that it's becoming part of a TV show, though, or being documented for a TV show, I wonder if they're going to be the ones that somehow figure out a way for him to get the jet fuel. And he's probably going to s- sign all these waivers and stuff now. it be know. crazy see him explode. <sighs> that would be nuts, wouldn't it? I don't know, Brian. <laughs> what? It'd be great to see him explode. <laughs> That'd be crazy if he did. I don't know.
2: I don't know. There's a lot to going into something that shoots in this space. I don't know if it's something I'd want to do built in my garage. Like, yeah. That's a lot of money.
1: There's a guy who worked at uh, the place I used to work at, and he built a, a plane, one of those planes that you can build yourself in the garage. And uh, he crashed it and passed away.
2: Oh. And that didn't even have jet fuel in it.
1: Exactly.
2: Or rocket fuel. I mean, it takes a lot of thrust to go up. You know that, Brian.
1: Yep. Like I
0: mean, uh, if, you got, if you got enough money, yeah, what you know, you get at uh, Bezos and yeah. It says homemade astronaut um, will follow three self-financed teams of amateur astronauts in their cosmic quest to explore the final frontier on shoestring budgets. And it says Hughes and his par- partner Waldo put their brains and efforts into a man-made rocket that can launch into space. Designed a rock. Raccoon, described as part rocket, part balloon. Uh, it's this invention the team hopes will get Hughes. So he's um, not
2: shooting at space. He's just shooting at it, it the... He's not going to break the barrier of the ozone there.
0: He's trying... He's hoping to get between the border between the Earth's atmosphere and outer space, about 62 miles above the ground. Um, raising money and attention for their uh, eventual goal Hes his first launch will be at 5,000 feet high in a steam-powered rocket. So he's already <laughs> launching from 5,000 feet in, the, in a steam-powered rocket. He's gonna kill himself. Why would
2: you want to do that? Like I, I think a uh, shoestring budget and space travel should never be in the same sentence.
0: I agree. That's just just my opinion. Right, wrong, or indifferent. And it says in the second uh, homemade astronaut team, Kai Mitchelson, uh, often called the real-life rocket man, and uh, he's the first civilian to build and launch an unmanned rocket into space. Uh, With that massive achievement on his list, Mickelson looking to shoot even higher, aiming to become the first amateur to build and launch a fuel-powered manned space rocket.
2: Like there's a lot of training that goes into being shot into space. What are they, <laughs> what are they doing for that?
1: Hey, they're 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 going to figure it out on while they're uh, while they're there.
2: Like, is their spacesuit going to be on a shoestring budget as well? <laughs> what spacesuit?
0: Yeah, and it says that someone named Cameron, uh, a gentleman by the name of Cameron Smith, is the leader of the third team and dedicated to creating a spacesuit that can withstand the elements of space travel. It won't be a low stakes test when he finally puts the suit to the test at the Armstrong line, which begins at an altitude of 60,000 60, feet, which he will reach with the help of a specialized hot air balloon.
3: Okay, this sounds vaguely familiar. It Wasn't there a cartoon about movie about that? Well, the, the hot air balloon thing reminds me of Kingsman. Uh, Kingsman yep. Yeah, when they take a hot air balloon up into space. Yeah. And then it breaks. As soon as she like reaches the top of the atmosphere. Well, you
1: remember that guy that went up there in that hot air balloon and broke that record and
0: skydive from space? Wasn't it like the 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 Red Bull one? The fastest free fall or whatever. That was badass, man. He broke the sound barrier or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, that was badass. That's cool. Yeah. Some
3: people do for fun, though. Man, Oof. you don't want to build your own man-made rocket, huh? Uh, no. no, I'm good. I don't have the skill set for that. I'll watch a YouTube video about it. Brian could do it. Brian's got the
0: training. Not gonna happen. <laughs> You're not gonna launch yourself.
2: I, mean, or I never want to be in something that's got thousands of gallons of rocket fuel underneath me.
0: No, not even a rocket car. Nope. (laughs) Not
2: even a rocket car.
1: Uh, I I got something real quick to share uh, for people out there that uh, might uh, have heard me talking about these baseball card boxes at Walgreens. If you guys do go to Walgreens and you see them, make sure to uh, look at the bottoms because people are opening them up taking out the good cards resealing them and taking them back i had two of two boxes that they
0: did that on out of the 10 i got last week so. what, what is the card that you're looking for in those boxes
1: they, so walgreens the walgreens blasters have uh these special yellow parallels that you can only get at the walgreens ones and they're ridiculous that's what people are looking for so they're opening them up taking out all the yellow parallels and taking sending them back
0: how much are those going for a pop uh
1: they're nine ninety nine in store and they're selling anywhere from you know thirty to forty bucks.
0: For the sealed pack or just for those specific cards? Sealed pack. Oh.
1: Yeah. So, but the cards that you can get in there, like if you pull one of the, the bigger rookies this year, you know they're two three hundred dollar cards.
3: Interesting. Yeah, That's messed up.
1: Yeah. Pissed me off. So yeah, those those people that do that are the same type of scum that you walk in and you see them with a little scale and they're they're weighing packs, they're fucking pack searchers, and they're usually, you know, my you know m- mid to early forties, you know, that don't give two shits that you're sitting there watching them weigh packs at a Walmart. So. hey, everyone's got a hobby, right? Uh, I've never
2: seen anyone weighing a pack of cards.
1: I've seen it twice, this so far in the last couple of months. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Uh, first one was a dude weighing Pokemon packs. The uh, second one was a dude weighing baseball twenty twenty Tufts baseball. And the reason so why it
2: for a lighter one,
1: a heavier a, one. one, because that means that it probably has a thicker card in it, and usually the thicker cards are you know, autographs
0: or memorabilia. Usually like your foils, When Pokemon, yeah. like your, your rare foils are, are heavier cards. Yeah. Yep. Wow. So do they have
2: like a digital scale or do they have the one with like the alligator clip? <laughs> <in
0: it>? <laughs> <laughs> they got a bag of beans and they're measuring it out to
1: try. And <laughs> it's digital. It's one of those little digital scales.
0: Yeah. Silly. Yeah. To weigh my weed and then my baseball cards. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's crazy. Make sure your dealer's not jipping you, man. Come on.
0: Just breaks out the scales of justice, and he's just got <laughs> the packs, and he's trying to measure it with the, with the beads, and going all <laughs> going all crazy on it, huh?
3: Yeah, pretty uh, pretty shitty. I think it'd be cooler if they had like one of those little miniature ones that you see at the doctor's office. And you like put your little bag of cards on there, and you're moving over the little dials to make sure you get the right right weight. <laughs> Be a lot cooler. I'll miniature one of those.
0: Or he pulls out one he stole from a supermarket <laughs> that you weigh
3: produce on. And he's like <laughs>
0: <laughs> wearing it around his. He normally just wears it around his neck, like Flavor Flav, and then he just attaches the scale
3: to it, and he just drops the cards in. He pretends to have a lyric, uses it as like a walker. Yeah, That's there you go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Boop. That's crazy. Did you say anything to him or you just watched him do it? No, I was like, what the fuck are
1: you doing? And one guy was like, what? I'm like, dude, that's fucking cheesy. I go, you are ridiculous. And he left. And the second guy, I was just walking by and I was just like.
0: Shaking your head. Yeah, It's funny,
1: though. Oh, shit. As a matter of fact, here you go. Look at this. Uh, this is uh somebody just sent this to me. Packs. They caught this guy in uh, Target in Manhattan Beach, California. See that right there?
0: Weighing packs. Yep. There's
1: the scale. Weighing packs. What a fucking piece of shit, man!
0: He wearing a crown?
1: No, he's got sunglasses on, and he's got eyeglasses on. on Oh, it's fucked up, man. Fucked up. So yeah, if you're one of those douchebags, stop that shit.
2: Have you guys seen the puppy video?
1: Which one?
3: The puppy video.
1: The one where they're put trying to, they're, they're trying to put uh, in the pan. And the the dog won't let them?
2: No, it's 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 the. Dog in a box video. No, I do not seen it. You haven't seen that? Look that up, Matt. See if you can find that. It's a. I think it's called Dog in a Box Rap.
0: Is it on YouTube?
2: Yeah, it's on YouTube.
0: It's Dog in a Box Rap.
2: I think so. Something along those lines. Rap is in like. It's like a like, rap song. Okay. Should be this little white puppy in this box.
0: Bow, um. Bouncing in a box? Yes.
2: Put that on the screen and play
0: it. Because there's a couple of them. There's Puppy Bouncing in a Box, like this, and then Puppy hey. Bouncing in a Box in the Box by Rockstar.
2: Pull them up. Let me see.
0: Here, let me do this. Oh, here. I can,
2: I can look it up. <laughs> I think it's the. I think it's the
0: second one. This one, I think so. Let me unshare my screen and share it again so I can do the audio. Let's
2: see. I'll tell you right now if that's it. Yeah, I think that's it.
4: Puppy dog bouncing in the box like this. Don't stop, don't stop, bounce with it. Puppy dog bouncing in the box like this. Don't stop, don't stop, bounce with it. You a good little puppy. You don't live on the street. You don't want no money. You want something (laughs) to eat. Got your own water bowl. You don't need my drink. Take a shit and walk off like your shit don't stink. You your own boss. You don't need no leash. All your shots up to date. You ain't got no fleece. Bouncing puppet, bouncing puppet like you're trying to get free. Bouncing puppet, bouncing little puppet bouncing for me. You can hang with your girls or you can chill with a treat. I can leave you in your cage and you won't even pee. You can fetch a ball, but you ain't fetch it for free. You can chill in the house, but you love when we leave. You a good puppet. You ain't sassy. You don't lick me in the face, that's nasty. Said you a good puppy, you ain't sassy. And you do not lick me in the face, that's nasty. <laughs> hey Puppy dog bouncing in the box like this. Don't stop, don't stop, bounce with it. Puppy dog bouncing How many in the box deals? like this. Don't stop, don't stop, bounce with it. Dog bouncing K, in the house like this. Don't stop don't, stop, don't stop, bounce with it. Puppy dog bouncing in the house like this. Don't stop, don't stop, bounce with it, bounce, 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 bounce. bounce, bounce. Bounce, bounce, bounce puppy. Bounce, 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 bounce puppy. Bouncy puppy. Paid a lot of money for you. Pedigree. And I got the papers on you. Friends come over and my friends want you. Can I have your puppy? Hell no. Uh Uh-uh. My puppy like to bounce all the time. You might seen a lot of puppies, but they are not like mine. Got a chip in my puppy. If you try to steal mine, I'll find so dumb, you so anytime. Puppy dog bouncing in the box like this. Don't stop, don't stop, bounce with it. Puppy dog bouncing in the box like this. Don't stop don't stop, like, in the like this. don't stop, don't stop, bounce with it. Puppy dog bouncing in the house like this. Don't stop, don't stop, bounce with it. Puppy dog bouncing in the house like this. Don't stop, don't stop, bounce with it. Bounce, bounce. Bounce, 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 puppy. Bounce, bounce. That's pretty funny.
3: <laughs> it's catchy. It mm-hmm. is very catchy. I'm not you I'm not usually into rap, but puppy rap is good. That's some good stuff. I think it, I think that he's he's breaking into
2: a new genre.
3: <laughs> <laughs> puppy dog bounce like this. Don't stop, don't stop.
0: I <laughs> oh, see now you got a cot stuck in your head. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> it's
3: all up in there now. You're welcome. I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> I'm just gonna be seeing that white dog's ears bouncing up and down. Yeah. Hear the song.
2: <laughs> Shout out to whoever whoever made that put it out.
0: <laughs> That's funny. By Rockstar, R-X-C-K-S-T-X-R.
3: That is a tough name.
2: Shout out to that dude for giving me three and a half minutes of entertainment today. (laughs) There there you go.
3: Thank you for sharing your joy with us, Kyle. Let me share my joy really quick.
0: Oh, God, no. Is it going to be something to do with pops or...
3: I ain't, I ain't no Lance. I'm not a pop guy. <laughs> Shout out to I man. mean, I like soda pop a lot, way too much, but no. So growing up, growing up, I was obsessed with this Peter Venkman toy. Let's see if I can get the.
0: Yeah. Ghostbusters. Is that yeah. the real
3: Ghostbusters one?
0: Yeah. Is the
3: cartoon. Yeah. And I was obsessed with this toy. When I was like four years old, I didn't, uh, I would not allow myself to be separated from it. And a funny story about it. My my, I grew up in a pretty conservative home, and uh, my my mother had the missionaries from our church over for dinner, and I was throwing a hissy fit. About four or five years old, I'm real upset. I'm throwing a tantrum, and the missionaries are like, "What's going on?" And she says, "My son, he lost his Peter." He can't find his Peter. (laughs) (laughs) And of course it's this, my Peter Venkman doll. But the missionaries are just sitting there like, whoa, whoa.
0: action figure, action figure.
3: (laughs) Yes. My action figure. What did I say? Doll. Oh yeah. He's an action figure. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, I, I gave this thing away, not this exact one, but my, my action figure I gave away when I was about five or six. I remember that. And, uh, and then my mom when I was down visiting in Arizona, she like found this on Amazon or something. It's definitely not like worth much. Like the, the backpack is missing or and stuff, but she found it online, gave it to me. I was like, Oh, that's fun. It's so. a sentimental value. Yeah, exactly.
0: You finally found, found your
3: Peter. <laughs> I found my Peter. That's it? <laughs> pretty legit. Got a little Ghostbuster symbol there on his arm. And it's cool. It's real cool.
2: Oh, I'm glad you have your Peter. Yeah. I, I am really you.
3: My wife okay. is glad I found my Peter. It seemed I to have remember. worked out well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: those are cool toys. I remember those.
0: Yeah, are sentimental Peter. <laughs> <laughs> we still have some. What? Who's talking? Oh, that's my brother saying we still have some. Oh, you're the one who took Lance's
3: or Max's Peter. What?
0: Son of
4: a bitch!
3: (laughs) No one took it. It was like covered it in a slimer. We had like a church lesson where they were talking about donating something that you valued to understand sacrifice, and I gave
2: your Peter Peter away.
3: I did Peter away. (laughs) You never knew how badly one day
0: you might need that Peter again. (laughs) Anybody else got anything you want to talk about this week, Kyle? Anything interesting? Mm -mm. Brian, anything else? Ah,
1: Beaming on there, buddy. Yeah.
0: Uh, The Stay Puff.
3: Yeah, there you go. Nice. Stay Puff.
2: I like how easily he had that (laughs) available to show us.
0: (laughs) Yeah. He Walked in the other room to get it they puffed. All right. Well, uh, I think that's where we'll we're, we're, uh, end tonight's show. If you guys had a good time, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button. That says your first time checking us out on YouTube and you like the show, make sure to hit that subscribe button. And we are here Friday night, every Friday night live. Um, if you are in the Anaheim area and you're going to be at WonderCon, um, I know I'm going to be there and I think Brian's going to go. And I know a handful of the guys from couch crunchers are going to be there. So uh, if you're gonna be at WonderCon, uh, hit us up and let us know and, and be on the lookout for us and it'll be a good time. And then Kyle, Kyle and I will be at San Diego. So if you're gonna be at San Diego this year, look for us there also. So it's gonna be uh we got a fun con season coming up between Anaheim and Phoenix and then San Diego. It's gonna be a busy couple months. So if you guys yep. get at any of those conventions, make sure to hit us up and uh, let's, uh, let's hang out and meet some of our listeners. It'll be be a good time but um yeah if you're listening to this on on monday on your uh podcasting platforms remember to leave us a review as it helps us go a long way in those standings and uh for this week's episode of the absolute geek podcast i'm matt i'm
3: kyle i'm brian and i'm max
0: and we'll see you guys next time
4: Peace.